Welcome to the official business and lifestyle legends podcast. Real life stories, exciting interviews, and a lot of knowledge to change your life. And here is your host of today's episode, Ben Schneider. Today's episode is powered by jobmofi.com. Jobmofi.com is a job search platform where you can hire a remote worker from the overseas, from all over the world, and you can sell your services on the marketplace. So if you need a remote worker, a designer, a virtual assistant, a web designer, developer, or anything else, go on jobmofi.com, sign up for free, only verified users, no fakes, no scam. Check it out, 14 days free trial on jobmofi.com. Welcome, guys, to this Business and Lifestyle Legends podcast episode. Today, I got another awesome guest for you guys. He is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as CEO of Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. He is a three-time international best-selling author, a top 100 business coach, the executive producer of the number one entrepreneur's digital business show, Elevator Pitch, and the host of the top entrepreneur podcast, The Playbook. His newest book, Game Time Decision Making, was the number one new release. He is also recognized by Forbes as one of the top 10 keynote speakers and has been recognized by Variety Magazines as their sports humanitarian of the year and awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. Guys, for you today in the Business and Lifestyle Legends podcast from the United States, David Meltzer. Hey, David, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Ben. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. It's a pleasure to have you here in our podcast show. So you're teaching people how to be happy. And because of your incredible success and experience, what do you think is the number one reason why people are unhappy? Are they only going for money or do they not value their life enough? What do you think? I think people attach their emotions to an outcome instead of enjoying the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of their own potential. So they can have goals, which are very important, but you need to detach your emotions and place them upon the pursuit, not on the outcome. Definitely. And, and, and I think I heard uh, in a video of you that gratitude is also one of the main keys. Do you think people, um, yeah, do, do not value their lives enough? Do, do you think they, they do not appreciate it enough, what they have? I think people don't have a strong enough practice of appreciation. Uh, they don't slow down to realize what they do have. They see pain in life as a stop sign and they live in a world of not enough. And if they can utilize gratitude to find the light, the love and the lessons and realize that pain is not a stop sign, it's a turn signal. It's indicating you have a lesson to learn in order to get to a better place, a better situation or make your situation better. Gratitude gives you the complete perspective of how to be happy, not just look at the glasses half full, but simply to pursue that happiness by finding the light, the love and the lessons and learning to love what you do. So 
U.S. CEO of Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency. Um, I, th I think to to get there was also not easy, right? It uh, was also a, a tough way. Could you could you let us be a part of that way? Yeah. So for me, you know, uh, I grew up with nothing. Uh, I had six kids and a single mom. She worked two jobs, packed my dinner in a paper bag, and filled up turnstiles at convenience stores with greeting cards just so we could eat. Uh, I worked really hard uh, to get a scholarship to college where I played football, American football in college, uh, and through a variety of blessed circumstances of working very hard, uh, I had two job offers out of law school. One was to be a litigator, the other was to work in the internet, and I was blessed nine months out of law school to be a millionaire and work my way through the Silicon Valley to become a multi-millionaire and run the world's first smartphone division at Samsung, the PCE phone uh, for them. Uh, and uh, meeting Lee Steinberg, uh, I may have had everything except for I was unhappy. And I ended up, while I was CEO of Lee Steinberg, losing over $100 million uh, because I lost my gratitude, uh, my forgiveness, my accountability, and my inspiration. And those lessons have been the greatest blessing of my life over the last 15 years, which has led me down the path to make more money, help more people, and have more fun, to have a mission of empowering over a billion people to be happy. How do you think that happened, um, that you had been that unhappy? Well, I think, you know, for me, it was I lost uh, control of the three things I had control of. Number one, I had a great control of my mindset. I was always very positive in everything that I did, appreciative of everything I did, forgiving, accountable. And I lived you know, in this abundant world, even though I didn't always have a lot. Uh, secondly, my heart set had changed. I had uh, gone from being very humble uh, and very gracious to being very arrogant and living in the ego-based consciousness. So I had to take control of not only my mindset, but my heart set and then start thinking, saying and doing all the right things in order to effectuate that heart set and mindset in the pragmatic world by doing good deeds, by being kind and being gracious. Was that something that the money brings out of your out of your character, this this arrogant David? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because everything from the time I became a millionaire, reaffirmed a misguided principle that money bought love and happiness. I wanted to be rich to buy my mom a house and a car. Nine months out of law school, I bought my mom the house and the car. But after that, everything affirmed and reaffirmed that money buys love and happiness. And when I found out that money doesn't buy love or happiness, it only allows me to shop. And if you don't shop for the right things, you're not going to be happy. Uh, I was shopping for the wrong things. I was shopping for things I didn't need. I was shopping to impress people. I was shopping to impress people I didn't even like. And so I had to shift that paradigm to shop for the right things, to start building my community, building community centers and schools and scholarships and giving back to the right places with no conditions tied to it. I used to give, but there was always conditions or judgments or training or negotiation of acknowledgement or recognition at the very least. Now I live in this abundant world where nothing 
happens to me like a victim. Nothing happens for me in a world where I'm buying things I don't need to impress people I don't like. It happens through me giving my life away for others. So definitely money is not giving you uh, happiness, guys. It's uh, what you mentioned. You can buy some things. You can buy dumb shit <laughs> with money, um, but it, not, it will not give you happiness. But in the, on the other way around, if you have no money, there might be a problem with your happiness as well because you're, you're struggling, you're suffering um, with daily daily tasks, daily bills to pay, something like that. So definitely you need to have some money, um, but you, you don't have to be a millionaire or a billionaire to be, to be happy, right? For sure. And especially if you have that mindset and heart set, if you're kind to your future self and do good deeds, if you're more interested than interesting, all of these things will help give you a fulfilling, passionate, purposeful, and profitable life. Do you think, or otherwise, what do you think is your your biggest asset you have in life? Is it is it your network? Um, because you met so many so many awesome entrepreneurs um, out there, um, all these NFL players, which leads you also to new con contacts um, because people want to get to know you because you know someone. Um, is, is that your biggest asset or maybe one of the biggest or do you have another big asset? Yeah, well, I think there's three, uh, and that's one of them, three great assets that I have. One is what you just described. That's my relationship capital, my network, right? A lot of people tell you their net worth is their network. Uh, that's one of the components of that uh, complete asset that I have. The second uh, is my situational knowledge. Uh, I have a lot of dummy tax. I joke around, you know, I can't pay your state or federal tax in America, but I can pay your dummy tax. I've learned a lot. I call that my situational knowledge, the dummy tax that I've had. So relationship capital, number one, situational knowledge, dummy tax, number two. And then number three, most importantly, is the common denominator between all those celebrities, athletes, entertainers, billionaires, millionaires, and entrepreneurs that I've surrounded myself with. And that is my number one asset of all three of these great assets is that I have a desire that I must be what I can be. I have an insatiable desire to be my higher self, to must be what I can be. And if you can combine that relationship capital with the situational knowledge and the desire that you must be what you can be, you're talking about true wealth. Awesome. Awesome. So the, the you must be what you can be is a mindset thing you can work on um, and you can have a mentor for this, I think. But building the relationship thing, what I, what I experienced when I was a little bit younger and starting my career and also was looking up to all these awesome people making millions of money, um, in that days I didn't make that much money, but I want to step in. So, but for me, it, it was quite hard because these people want to surround them by their by, but also by uh, successful people. So if you're coming as an, as a nobody, let's name it like this, um, it's hard to step into that circle. So what I did, I was paying 
uh, I went to conferences, paid VIP tickets and stuff like that and try to get in touch with that people because when you are in that VIP area, nobody is asking why you are here. You're just there. That's what I experienced. Um, what, what advice um, could you give the people out there to build their network if they are not making millions of money right now but they want to step in? Um, is there a way for them to provide value for the other people um, to get in touch with them or, or what is your recommendation to build a network? Because I think uh, network, as you mentioned as well, is one of the biggest assets you could have. Yeah, so you need to learn two series of questions to ask. And you need to ask in person, on the phone, via email, and media, traditional and social media. And the two series of questions is number one, you need to learn to ask a series of questions of how you can be of service or value to others. No matter what circumstance or where you are in your life, there's always a value that you can provide to others. And you need to learn how in that series of questions works. And then most importantly, you need to learn a series of questions to ask, do you know anyone that can help me? Most people have no problem asking how they can help other people. Their biggest uh, challenge is they're afraid to ask for help. They're afraid to ask, do you know anyone that can help me? So I encourage people to learn the two series of questions of how you can be of service or value, and even more importantly, how you can find the help you need in person, on the phone, via email, and via social media. Do the people reply in your experience? So when you try to get in touch with someone on the social media, um, maybe as you also experience that, you get a lot of messages and everybody uh, wants something from you. And uh, I think most of the people are not asking you what they can do for them. They just asking you for help and, or getting in touch with some, some other people you know. Um, what do you think about that? Will the people reply? Or are they not going to read all their messages? Some will and some won't. Uh, but if you ask, you have a much better chance of getting help than if you don't ask. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, I answer everything. I have a here's a how I can help kind of email that I send back to people when they email me. I call people back. Uh, most people are afraid to ask. Uh, you set yourself apart into a smaller group, into a statistical success by asking and there's so many people throughout history that if you know when interviewing them you question them on their success they'll tell you well I asked so and so for this or I asked for this you don't get unless you ask so ask ask big ask huge ask often definitely definitely recommend this 100 percent um, so what do you think is Brady winning the Super Bowl again this, uh, this year? <laughs> now we're getting a real question, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, I sure hope so. Uh, you know, there's a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. Uh, Tom Brady is the GOAT, what they call the greatest of all time. In his 10th Super Bowl, as good as Mahomes is, I would be amiss if I put my money against Tom Brady. So I'm hoping he wins. I'm betting he wins, and I think he will win. <laughs> Would be definitely awesome. So I will watch the Super Bowl here too. Here, here it's uh, in Germany. It's 
uh, the, in midnight. So it's starting midnight and goes around 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so it's every year definitely a highlight. Um, so let us maybe a little bit for the younger age. How is it to be in touch with all the, these athletes, with all these uh, sport athletes, um, these also the entrepreneurs, these well-known persons? Um, are these people more relaxed than, uh, without respect, let's, let's name it the normal guys, um, or are they arrogant because they have a lot of money and they know who who important they are for the society or for the magazines, the newspaper, all that kind of stuff. What is your experience with that famous person? You know, I think there's the famous person, there's the rich person, uh, but in the end, we're all people and the same percentage of people that are a-holes are a-holes, the same percentage of people that are arrogant are arrogant, the same percentage of people that are nice are nice. I will tell you that if you're famous and nice, it goes a lot farther than if you're not famous and nice. People are not expecting you to be kind, to be gracious, to be humble. And so it goes a lot further if you're famous and you are those things that you should be. Uh, but I think in general, I have a huge advantage, right? Because most of the celebrities, athletes, entertainers, billionaires, millionaires, they are asking me for help. Uh, so I have a different role than somebody coming up to them and asking for an autograph. Uh, and I'm very appreciative of the position they're in. So I understand how to handle and what to ask for and when not to ask and who to ask, uh, which is a big deal because a lot of people ask at the wrong time. I remember my business partner is a very famous quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback in the United States and uh, Warren Moon. And one time we were rushing through the airport to pick up his son from a basketball practice and some gentleman came up and asked for his autograph and he said, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I'm in a hurry. And the guy screams at him, yeah, you're an idiot, you know, and was mad at him. Meanwhile, he was just living his life trying to pick up his son before he got in trouble with his wife because he was late to pick up his son to a basketball practice. You know, these are the type of circumstances that a lot of people mistake uh, for, you know, someone not being kind when they're just living their life. And you can imagine uh, the challenges they face, the restraints that they have, the restriction on their privacy. Uh, you know, there's a variety of things that make life not so easy just because you're famous. As Chevy Chase, the famous actor in America said one time, is it possible just to be famous? I mean, just to be rich without being famous? <laughs> so he wanted, he wanted the money, but not the fame. It cuts both ways, but I think on average, most human beings are the same regardless of uh, their fame and fortune. Okay, okay, that's that's quite interesting. And yeah, I think uh, in my perspective, there is a possibility to have only the money but not the fame. If you are an entrepreneur, maybe yeah. nobody's knowing you for what you're doing. Um, so definitely that's that's possible, but not as an athlete. Yeah, it's changing though, right? I mean, I never would have thought uh, you know, over the last four years and, you know, my friends like Gary Vee and, you know, all the great, you know, Asaroff and all the great entrepreneurs, you know, more, more people are following us than the Hall of Famers uh, on Instagram and the social media. So I never thought being an entrepreneur uh, would create the fame in my life more than the sports 
Yeah, you're definitely right. That's that's an interesting fact about a changing society. And I think I'm not quite sure how it was in the U.S. Uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago, because uh, I'm not from the U.S., but in Germany, that um, entrepreneur culture, that startup culture, that um, improving your life, health, body, mindset, all that kind of stuff, that just pops out with the social media because of the, let's name it, gurus that uh, stay in front of the camera and tell you, hey, your life isn't over, you can step out, you can do that and that and achieve money and success and richness and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's quite changing. Uh, is that in the US the same? Much, very much the same. I used to joke around. When I told people I was an entrepreneur, it was the same as telling them you were an actor. What it meant was you were unemployed. Uh, <laughs> and now it's a respectable, you know, well sought after title to truly be an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, someone who builds businesses and change lives. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also about the social media showing the life because uh, nowadays they got insights into an entrepreneur's, into a successful entrepreneur's life. And 10 years ago, they wouldn't know even about it. Yeah, and the exposure. There's no doubt that social media has built from Gary Vaynerchuk on the great, uh, and I'm you know blessed to be part of it. Uh, I can't believe you know the amount of celebrity people stopping you, want to take your picture, you know, sign things. You know, all you are is an entrepreneur. You know, and I've been around the funny thing in my life: the greatest celebrities, athletes, and entertainers. And sometimes I'll be with them, and they'll walk up, and I'll think they want to talk to the celebrity. And sure enough, they want to talk to me, which is, you know, such a weird thing, but it just shows the transition. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just because you're awesome, David. <laughs> you are as more Thank famous, you. as, you're as more famous as the celebrities. That's so funny. Yeah, well, you know, I have a ger German descent, so that must have something to do with it. <laughs> Uh, definitely. So, time is running, David. Um, is there anything you want to mention at the end of this episode to our audience? Yeah, you know, I'm on a mission to empower over a billion people to be happy around the world. I'm looking for a thousand people like Ben, who I know with his show and other things will empower a thousand to empower a thousand to be happy. A thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. Uh, I do free trainings every Friday. I give my books for free, my guides, my exercises for free. As Ben mentioned, I have top TV shows, Elevator Pitch, Two Minute Drill, on Amazon, on Bloomberg. You can check them all out. The Playbook's the top podcast. Download it, share it, like it around the world. I do have not only the celebrities, athletes, and entertainers, but I have my trainings on there as well, uh, all for free. And so if you have any questions or need anything, Email me directly. I do get back to you. I will answer your questions. David at dmeltzer.com or at David Meltzer everywhere else. David Meltzer, dmeltzer.com. Ben, thank you so much for having me and giving me an opportunity to share, hopefully, some inspiring words and some wisdom to help people make more money, help more people, and have more fun. Awesome. Thanks, David. Appreciate to have you here on our show. Um, really a pleasure for me to have one of that famous person <laughs> in the podcast here by today. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, guys, if you want to follow David Meltzer, you can go on Instagram, David Meltzer or um, dmeltzer.com or listen to his podcast, The Playbook. So 
we have all the links from David um, in the description below. Thanks, David. Appreciate to have you here. Thank Hope you guys me. liked that episode and be yeah, with us there, in the next uh, episode. Yeah, give us, thank you so much. Give us the content, we'll share it. We appreciate you. Thanks, David. Awesome. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye bye, thank guys. You. Bye bye.